Welcome to the More Than Therapy podcast via www.morethantherapy.org, where we do more than therapy and you get thoughts of the day, interviews with extraordinary people, coping skills and strategies, and so much more. Get it? Find out more at www.morethantherapy.org. All right, well, let's just pretend like we're watching people protest and um, revolt regarding the things that's going on in our present-day America. And I say America with hard Ks instead of a C. <clears throat> Some signs that we might be emotionally suffering is personality changes. Um, I know for myself, I didn't even really notice the things that I was going through as I was going through them. People think as a mental health therapist or as a helping professional, you have all the skills and you, you're able to be on your A game because, you know, you went to school for this or whatever. But we're people just like other people. And not only that, we're people helping people get through it as we're going through it. It's a very complicated situation that we find ourselves in, at least that I find myself in. And actually, a lot of um, clinicians that I work with um, indicated the same. Um, I've seen a lot of people step away from the field in the last couple of months because of such stressors, because they're not appropriately addressing their mental health and their, and their wellness. Um, you may notice sudden or gradual changes in the way that, you know, someone typically behaves. My, my, I myself, I find myself more sleep, sleeping more, being more anxious, more yeah. emotional eating, um, irritable, angry being in the session but not present in the session you know what i'm saying being present in a relationship or interaction or communication with somebody but not really taking in what they're saying or not really giving what they may have need in that particular interaction and it doesn't it didn't align with my values because i'm all about helping and all all about empowerment i'm all about giving people the room to grow and it just didn't align with my values and i knew that that was a distinct change in me because i was suffering based on all the media coverage, all the things that was going on, the parades of people walking by my office on any given day based on their stance to want to change. Agitated. I became way more agitated. I wanted the coolest cats. People would say I wanted the most coolest cats that they know, but no, I haven't been, I wasn't as of late because I was angry. I was irritable. I was snapping and reacting to things that I normally wouldn't react to. Um, and it's, I know in some ways that this impacted or damaged some relationships, you know what I'm saying? Because they're not communicating what I'm going through and they're not understanding what I'm going through because I'm not communicating it. Um, has anybody, you can just raise your hand. Anybody been experiencing any of these symptoms so far? Withdrawn. I definitely became more withdrawn. I find myself isolating into my office space or my second bedroom more. I find myself sleeping a lot more. I find myself not really responding to texts. And I'm a, a, a two-second, one-second responder on Facebook, Instagram, texting. But uh, there's a numerous unread messages and me reacting to people's and getting responses to them a lot later. You know what I'm saying? Not wanting to um, do things that we might do a modified version of, of interacting with people or getting together. And I knew that was a significant, and when I start, you know, started looking at these things, I knew there was something significantly going on with me as I couldn't even put a finger on it because we were bombarded by so much in such a short period of time. Sabria definitely could speak to this. Um, that it was just like, oh, 
and then we become numb to it but then we're still impacted by it because we're not because we're experiencing so much that we're not that we don't even want to experience anymore poor self-care i'm not going to go into the details of my poor self-care that's just too much disclosure for today's episode <laughs> but what i will say is that i wasn't taking care of myself and and it showed gained approximately 30 pounds in three months that my doctor's like what you dude, you was just like crazy healthy like last time i saw you and now you're like oh you need you're, you're gonna be pre-diabetic if you don't get it together and i know i have to get it together but then again you know i'm gonna zoom out i'm not responsible for my poor self-care psych <laughs> i'm not able to go to the gym i'm not able to go to the basketball court i'm not able to interact with the homies and play kickball or softball or any of those things so that was one of my justifications of it was since i can't do that i can't do anything but that's not true i just wasn't taking care of myself because i was allowing my emotions to be the um the guide and hopelessness i do feel i even after i figured all this out i do still feel hopeless regarding this state of being i mean i tell my people all the time vote make change you know what i'm saying call your senator call your representatives but in subconsciously i know that change is hard and that change is not likely to come because people are like well i'm not feeling biden i'm not feeling trump i'm just not voting not understanding yeah yeah the presidents that's all jacked but <laughs> our state our state legislation our um government you know our, our government our local stuff that's very important because that really does impact us now the crazy thing is this is the first presidency that I've actually felt really impacted by the presidential decisions where I've always been impacted by the local and um, state um, yeah. things that's been going on. That's true. I mean, watching the news don't help either because then I feel right. more hopeless because I'm like, these people telling us there's no pandemic and there is a pandemic and you're like, what is right, happening? Right, right, right. Right, and then the um the, the the change. Oh, wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. You're not wearing the mask right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna wear a mask. <laughs> uh, and then you know the padded numbers and the not padded numbers. You know what I'm saying? The, the every time you turn around, oh, uptick, uptick. North Carolina. Now, if I have to go back to New York for something, I have to be quarantined for 14 days because we're an uptick state. And I miss home. <laughs> So what do we do? Well, you know, some of y'all are professionals. Some of you are in the helping field. Some of you are getting help and some of you give help. What, do you th what are some of the things that you think that we can do in order to recalibrate? Now, I'm going to go into what we're going to do, but I this is just, just want to get a feel of what y'all feeling. Um, one of the things that I'm really into is just trying to help people stay upbeat in a really dark and dank time. Um, sometimes not focusing so much on everything, but still kind of tapping into those emotions that are affected by everything right. without making it the central point of our discussion because sometimes you just get really worn out just the weight of the circumstances is just it's just a lot right so just trying just trying to lighten it some right. kind of way but still addressing it if that makes any sense yes ma'am it does thank you for sharing anyone yeah. else yeah so wait is there anyone else talking can i go I think Charlita and Shantae. So one of y'all go and then whoever next. Mm -hmm. I'll let Charlita go first. You ever heard that song, Getting to Know You, Getting to Know All About You? I think, I think the biggest thing is <laughs> communication and calling folks on the phone. Now, I'm, I'm one of these people that is shut in. Uh, nobody calls me. I just call everybody. If y'all know me, have seen me before, uh, I ran for city council. So... Uh, I uh, I believe in emails and I get frustrated 
when people don't call me back. Right. Because right. now now we're shut in and virtual. Oh, I'm transparent now. Come on, y'all might as well roll with me. <laughs> and there and there's no right. reason why we can't pick up the telephone or email or and I'm on Facebook as well. Hit me up on Facebook. Hey, you know what's up? Because like you said, um Christopher, um you're right, people get agitated, aggravated because nobody take time out, two minutes, you know, a minute. Hey, what's up? Checking in every day. I try to say or try to put something on on Facebook funny or encouraging. What's up? Check in. I put I put seven pictures of me on Facebook. One person say, I said, which one needs y'all? I want to change my profile. One responded. You know, come on. I mean, we can hmm. do things to help each other out if we right. just respond. Right. You know, and, and nobody knows what you're going through unless you say something and don't be embarrassed by saying something. Right. You know, that's the that's the main thing. Say something. We all go through stuff and and you know how to shut people down when they get too close to you right. without being indignant. You know, okay, yeah. you're getting too close, like you said about poor hygiene, too much information, you know, you know how to you know, close it down in a decency. And then if, if they don't understand, then you might have to go ghetto. Okay, you didn't understand the proper way, so let me go improper with you so you can understand. All right, you got to okay? break it down so they can get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just break it down, down, <laughs> real down, ghetto low. Okay. Jante, did you want to throw in something to add on? <laughs> yes, well, for me, uh, trying to deal with you know, the pandemic and social justice and all that we're going through, for me, I actually have to unplug because I mm -hmm. am a social justice warrior. Every one of my posts is going to be about LGBTQ plus issues. It's going to be about social justice, mm -hmm. about the history of racism. And so for me, I just need a break. So every night, whenever that time, last night it wasn't until 1 p.m. So that was a, a 1 a.m. So that was a little bit late for me to unplug. I actually have to turn my phone off. I don't sleep with it. So for me, just taking some time just to be with my own thoughts and trying to do some deep breathing. So unplugging is my very best strategy right now. And that's a great strategy. The, the crazy thing is plugging in was the way that I recalibrated, you know, looking at funny things on Instagram, looking at funny things on Facebook. And now I have to unplug because I'm being bombarded by some crazy algorithm in Instagram and Facebook where I'm just seeing all this constant violence and perpetrations against Blacks and the pandemic this and the pandemic that. And it's almost like maybe the phone can hear me and I know it can. And it's just like, oh, well, he's talking about such and such. So let me just bombard his social media feed with everything that he's having pain and stresses for. So, so I don't know. It's, it's crazy. So I think unplugging is actually one of the healthiest things you can do unless you just have like a crazy positive um, timeline, which I, I don't, I have a very eclectic timeline and right now it's just <laughs> catering mainly to the negative. <sighs> Anyone else? Yeah. Well, I was going to, Oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to add no, in no, real no. quick that I don't, I don't watch television. Mm -hmm. um, that's something I just stay away from. Um, in terms of my social media and whatnot, it's kind of very focused on some of the things that I'm really passionate about. And I don't have a lot of this stuff coming in to me. So I kind of regulate how it comes in. Like choosing and clicking things every few days, I might kind of peek in and see what's happening and then I'm right back out. But um, the biggest thing is just not having any, not having my TV on. That's a good thing. I don't watch TV. 
unless you count Netflix and Hulu, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch regular TV. Got all the channels, but yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. If it's not a television show that's in a whole nother universe that has nothing to do with America, like, I don't, then I, it doesn't, yeah, I don't watch anything that has anything that can mirror something that happens in real life. So like cartoons, mm-hmm. animation, okay. anime, Marvel, DC, just things like, oh, well, that's not real. So that's a good calibrator for me because it's just like, oh, well, I can't relate to nothing going on in there. No stresses. I don't have to fix anything that's going on there. Don't even have to think about fixing it. That's a beautiful place to be. Lori, you want to say something? Yeah, just real quick. I I do a lot of transitional coaching with companies and individuals have for decades, more decades than I want to recall at the moment. And how I'm trying to enter this is to learn and teach other people how to listen right now. I, I think right now it feels like on social media and a lot of other outlets, there's a lot of listening just to knee jerk respond as opposed to listening to understand. And then perhaps as I used to tell my kids when they were little and then sometimes mouth closed is actually what you need and mouth closed on social media is perhaps what we need so that we listen more strongly we allow the thoughts to germinate and rumble around in our head and all of those thoughts do not need to all come out of our mouths we maybe need more listening more understanding and for me having been on this planet a bit longer than probably most of you my question to all of you and Every group I've been in, and Sabria, thank you for inviting me to this one. How can this change stick this time? I'm old enough to remember other changes that I thought would never slip away in my lifetime. And having seen this happen again breaks my heart, too. Sorry. It's just, yeah, it's difficult. And I want it to stick. Um, and I reach out to everyone saying, how can we make this change stick this time? And I put it out to all of you. And Christopher, thank you for having me part of your discussion. Thank you for sharing. And I, I find myself in the same situation. Like, what, what will we do in, t- in order to implement a change for the better? And unfortunately, sometimes... I mean, everything happens for a reason, they say. Everything is purposeful. We, and we're not always going to be privy to the reason. We're not always going to be privy to the purpose, according to the universe. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, why did that happen? It didn't happen for us. It might have happened for somebody else. And with that, I think the system has to be broken in order for it to be fixed. It's never been fixed. It's never been great, if not Mm -hmm. for everyone anyway. And it has to be broken in order for it to be fixed. And unfortunately, there's going to have to be a little bit or maybe a lot more brokenness in order for it to be right. So this world is going to change a lot. It's going to be a lot different. And we have to be okay with it. Um, the, the, you know, the theory of acceptance, you know what I'm saying? Just being, not saying that, oh, it's okay. Oh, I, I agree with it, but this is okay that if there's nothing I can do to implement a change or if I'm doing everything I can do to implement a change, then I have to be satisfied with those results that I've implemented. But more importantly, I have to focus on what I need to do in order to be well, 
in order to be feel good in order to be okay, but not just okay, but to strive in wellness, to strive in feeling good. You just have to change something. You just have to change the definition or change the parameters on how you go about doing them. It's hard because change is hard. I mean, I'm doing things now that, I, you know, they're not habits yet because I'm just starting to implement them. Um, I just reconnected with my therapist because Oh, they took a hiatus because of the pandemic. Okay, that's, that's not important. <laughs> but um, implementing some of those strategies, and it's hard because it's not normal, but I see the benefit of it, and I can't wait till it clicks when my brain says, this is a norm for me in order to get it done without it having to be such a conscious thought. So some habits of emotional well-being is taking care of you, eating, sleeping, and being active. I've gained a lot of bad eating habits since the pandemic. Uh, my sleep patterns have been really thrown off since the pandemic. And being active, well, I allowed myself to be less active because I didn't do, I'm not able to do what I usually would want to do, go running on a treadmill. I don't like running on cement because of my left leg. Um, Going and swimming. This is the perfect time of year, which I was been swimming. My punk on my neighborhood said, Psh, "Nah, you're not gonna do that, buddy." <laughs> and um, you know, I can't swim on my bathtub. It's not big enough. And um, but we have to find modifications to doing that. I mean, maybe I can run on the American Underground Trail at six in the morning where there's nobody on there. And I'm not gonna wear a mask because I might die. That's just crazy. Who wears a mask and runs? Um, we often don't think about how important these basic activities are for our mental health but they're critical. Getting, eating the right diet or enough or not too much, getting enough rest, good sleep. I'm not talking about brief, and maybe even a power nap here or there. I had a power nap the other day. It was so good. <laughs> and, um, and being active, finding ways to be active. Doctors say at least 30 minutes a day, and you can break it up, 15 at the top, 15 at the bottom. That's the, one of the biggest things I'm having difficulties with in this new norm, but I have to get back at it because, like I said, 90 days, 30 pounds. Who does that? You know what I'm saying? Anybody have any, any, any ways in which they would take better care of themselves other than yeah. what I might have mentioned? Yeah, sure. Um, one of the biggest things for me, I mean, I do try to exercise. I, I don't do 30 minutes a day, but I do try to exercise at least a few minutes every day, and I'm very active. But the main thing for me is, you know, being kind of in, and I'm a little bit of an introvert, but still, um, being in the house every day, all day, I like to make sure that I feed my mind and have definitive things that I do in a day in specific places. Like I'm not going to work in my room. I don't want to work in my room because I got to get out of that space. I try to get as my house is pretty dark, just the way, you know, by the way it's built. So I try to open up more doors and windows to get more natural light in uh, for longer periods of the day. Um, I try to be real specific or set schedules. I even, you know, I noticed the other day that I have more laundry now than, than before. I was like, I'm like, I'm going through clothes and I didn't even know I had. I'm like, what in the world am I doing? But I'm on Zoom so much and I'm always changing tops and doing things. So I've got more laundry and I'm doing things and my son's got more laundry and we're going nowhere. And But the thing is, I find a reason, uh, something to be actively doing every day if it's not work related. I, you know, I try to, I like art. 
poetry, writing, you know, mm. listening to music. I have, there's a lot of things that I love to do and I make sure that I incorporate those things. And I also uh, make sure that I have some social outlets. I like mm. to schedule a tea time with friends or schedule a movie like one night on the weekends where I watch with a friend on Zoom or something. Mm. So we always have something to look forward to and not always talking about the problems, but talking about life and, and talking about future. What, what do you, what do you want to do in two years, 10 years, you know, right. what kind of plans do you have? So you don't just kind of just focus on always what's happening right in the moment. Right. Indeed. Some good, good strategies, Jackie. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm, thank you. And I could get the outfit thing because you don't want to be caught with the same outfit right, maybe two weeks know, later. I was like, you. oh, I've seen that recording of that outfit two weeks thank ago. Thank you. <laughs> I'm even ordering exactly. this backdrop so I can change my backdrop. So, like, it's a small yes. thing for myself, but like, people love the flowers. And then I ordered some more. So, I'll have like a black one, I have some other one. <laughs> wow. You know, just so that even if I am wearing the same clothes, you won't notice because you'll notice the back. Exactly. <laughs> okay, where do you order your back? You know, where, where you get that from? Cheap $15 on Amazon or less. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, I would like to share some of the stuff that I do to um, kind of self care or take care of myself. I actually rearranged my whole house during this epidemic. <laughs> um, All right. I painted my um, the walls. I got picture frames from Amazon to hang up some more pictures. I literally um, changed my garage to office slash workout area. I like to work okay. out um, just to kind of zoom out of everything that's going on. Um, so I do every day do my like 30 minutes to an hour workout. I order some equipment, everything. I've done yoga, 10 minutes yoga on the TV to kind of, uh, again, zooming out. Just I don't like watching the news. I don't like being on Facebook that much anymore because yeah. like Blue was saying, it's like news feed after news feed, people sharing. I'm like, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like sometimes I have to ask, is this real? Because of... I'm, like it's just one thing after another and you know it existed but to see so much of it all at once is to me is unreal i agree indeed I agree. thank you for sharing judith oh. oh oh can i can i get in a quick minute oh of course of course well i like to cook so sorry christopher so <laughs> what i do is post my 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 food on Facebook is so funny. Uh, I started doing it before the pandemic came up because some gentleman was complaining about their wives and girlfriends not cooking meals for them. <laughs> so I started cooking, you know, I started cooking and posting this healthy meals, but I didn't gain an excessive amount of weight because I would belong to the TOPS program at that time, which was taking off pounds sensibly. So at that time I had lost like 60 something pounds. I've gained some of it back, but not a whole lot. So like Jackie, I didn't know I had that many clothes. So I started cleaning out stuff and moving stuff around. And I'm gonna tell you, cleaning up your house burns calories. Vacuuming, mm -hmm. dusting, moving things around. And y'all see this animal right here? He is old, it's a cat. 
believe me, you got a pad, a pad to keep you busy too, because he acts just like my child. He just climbed up on my. So it's it's like you said, reading whatever. I'm on Facebook because I minister, so okay. I'll be on there sometime today at two o'clock. So you know, there's various things um, that, like you said, uh, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. And I also found out by a lot of us being uh, caught up in this pandemic, a lot of folks have found out gifts that they never had before. And you would be surprised at how many gifts that you actually have that you never had time to discover until you got by yourself, such as sewing, such as crafting, such as painting, mm. remodeling, woodwork, you name it, you know, found out you could do it because when he's going to work every day, you never had time to really right. figure out the different things that you had to do. But now that you in, you're finding out, oh, I can do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So you, you're discovering the new you, so to speak. Wow. Indeed. Thank you for sharing. I have a kitty cat too, but she's moody, so. Mm. Oh, yeah, females <laughs> off. Female cats off. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, I saw a hand raised, but I can't remember the name. Candy? Karen. Karen, thanks. Miss Karen? Let me try to unmute her really quickly. Let's see. Karen, I'm trying to unmute you here. If you're, you're muted if you're talking. There we go. Okay, can y'all can hear me now? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay, yeah. good morning. I have good morning. Enjoyed, enjoyed what I've heard so far. Um, I work for Recovery Innovations International, and I'm in Henderson, but I enjoy rejuvenating my spiritual being. Mm -hmm. Yes. As far as my taking care of myself, my well-being, because of my health issues, I work from home now. Right. So I'm, except for going out to exercise, I walk at, at the Y. I don't see anyone unless I go to the grocery store or go to gas. So I know I need my spiritual self rejuvenated. My mm -hmm. church has virtual sermons every Sunday and Bible study and all that. So I use those references to rejuvenate my spiritual self in mm -hmm. addition to reading the Word. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. Thank, Thank you. Indeed. Body, yeah. mind, soul. I can dig it. So get checkups. We get checkups for our physical health and for our teeth. We even take our cars in for checkups, but it's time to take responsibility and get checkups for our emotional well-being. Talk with your doctor, a counselor, a faith-based leader, and your family and friends to make sure you're doing well emotionally. Like I said, I just reconnected with my therapist and it's not the same therapist I had before thanks to Mindful Bodies. They, they had a very good therapist I had over there, but she transitioned to another job and I felt a loss. Then I transitioned to another therapist where I just wasn't as connected as I was with my previous therapist. And then the pandemic hit and whoa, I didn't have anybody. And I was having to deal with all this on my own as I wasn't reaching out to friends and family and things like that until eventually I just said, okay, even though I don't know you that much, I'll Zoom with you. It ain't the same, but I guess it's getting the job done. As long as she can activate action plans, we're okay. Has everybody been getting their emotional check-ins, whether it's with oh. friends, family, professionals? Yeah, from, go ahead. 
Hold on, I was saying, no, I need to do that. Well, I'm right here, Judith. I'm your friend for life. <laughs> I, um, this is this is Kim, everybody. I I have um reached out and I do go to my I talk to my therapist at least once every two weeks, every three four weeks, just depending on our schedules. Um, you know, I I fall in that category where I'm high risk, so I'm a diabetic, so I'm in more, and I'm very social, very outgoing, always on the go, but I'm in. So that's new for me. And then I'm a parent of two kids and I co-parent. So I've had to do teaching and adjusting to their schedule. And it's like another stressor. And then I work 100% from home and that got busy because I'm still working. So I'm a full-time employee. I was a full-time teacher. Now school's out. Now you got to be a full-time something I don't even know what you call it after school's <laughs> out you just in virtual <laughs> camp because I'm not comfortable with the facility so they're in virtual camp and she has she allows um us to be involved what is that is that me Okay, so I don't know what happened. I just muted sure everybody that just in case, but it's okay. Who was talking, Judith? Oh, it was Kim. It oh, just like my Okay, sorry. So I was just thinking, you know, like just with everything going on, you know, just trying to be creative. So I still do therapy. I still talk to friends. That's a little hard because the friends that I did talk to where we did have outlets are now home full-time mommies, full-time wives. So you really can't, it's like a juggling act now with all of us because we're, it's not supposed to be busy because we're home, but we're very busy. <laughs> it's like a whole new busy. I don't know how to handle that as well. Um, and I got a new, a, a couple of new layers that my ex-husband got remarried and now my kids are adjusting to another mom, you know, another mother figure in their lives. So yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna sit on somebody's couch. It's gonna be mine because I'm a germaphobe. But I'm gonna talk to someone. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing, Cam. Yeah, that is that's a big that's big that's big. Especially when yeah. you have a co-occurring disorder like diabetes. I. I, I was able to get, walk away from that monster, but it looks like I'm heading back there if I don't get it together. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I've, I've actually lost 26 pounds since I've been home, and people like like maybe no, maybe like 20 pounds, maybe like 15, 20 pounds since I've been home. So I walk every day before 6:15 a.m. So you got to get it before the kids wake up. So I'm up really early, but I I've lost quite a bit of weight since I've been home. But I'm not a snacker the snacking oh. Oh. okay but that's me all day i'm an emotional eater chick-fil-a cookies insomnia cookies you about to get one here in durham it's about to be over oh my gosh uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that's been helping me is been like pouring into others and like i think i love how charlita mentioned like gifts like so for me 
I was in real chaos, y'all. So I had actually, I had a, I have a mental empowerment retreat company and we actually go on travel experiences where people do interactive activities and things for that, that given retreat theme. So we were headed to Kenya on our first big experience. I've been planning this thing for almost a year. Like I haven't planned this thing forever and it had to be canceled and postponed until next July, 2021, which it may not even happen still. And so literally my whole business model of this company that I was doing had to change. And I cried the first few months. I'm not going to lie. Like I didn't even do nothing. I just cried. I have a team sitting here not doing nothing because they don't know what to do because I'm crying. I'm home. And I just really went in my, into myself. But then I realized that I can actually do this via webcam. And so now I've been leading really exciting interactive experiences using my gifts of, you know, being able to speak behind a camera, which is different. Some people cannot speak behind a camera versus, you know, having to be on stage versus being in a physical setting. And so I realized that I was able to perfect that and do well. And now I'm able to continue my business in this way. So that's just kind of a, a good thing that I've been doing for in this situation. And you inspire and motivate me to do the same. Thank you, Sabria. <laughs> of course, Felipe. Thank you. Yeah, one of the things that, um, much like Sabria, pouring into people, because I, I tend to listen to people and I pick up on patterns. So if I'm talking to someone frequently and um, I'm hearing some patterns in their language or their speech or whatever, I tend to kind of hone in just try to figure that out because I want them to understand, especially when they work in the field, that their mental health counts. And sometimes, you know, you can pour so much into other people that you don't have much left for yourself and for them to take time. And especially, I'm, I'm the person, I, I guess I have a kind of a pressure cooker life. I always kind of, that's the way I kind of term it. I'm always under pressure. So I'm so very used to pressure and having to do and having to do. I, I have an adult son who's severely disabled. Um, I have my own issues that I deal with. And I've been working from home for the past few years. And for me, this is kind of like a yay moment because for so long, people have, you know, I talk about working from home. They don't really take it seriously that when you work from home that you're actually really working. Right. And now that everybody's working from home, they're like, oh, my God, I can't, I don't, I can't even function. I'm like, yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah, no. You know, that's the way it's been for the last 10 years. But um, I say that to say this, even with the pressure, one of the things, I guess for me, one of the biggest things that helped me is that I came from a very severely traumatic background. So I had to learn how to cope in uncertainty every day. So this is like nothing to me. You know, from one, okay, whatever, okay, how we got to handle it, what do we got to do, we're going to make this work, we're going to survive this thing. Um, I usually see a silver lining uh, because I've always had to be able to see a silver lining to survive. Um, so I take my past and I try to incorporate that into helping people figure out how to maneuver a situation that seems unmaneuverable and to see the best that they can see out of the situation. So that's kind of what helps me. If I can feed into somebody, feed, take my past, which was very ugly, and bring a beautiful moment to a person, it gives something back to me and, you know, we just keep moving forward. Thank you for sharing, Miss Jackie. I mm -hmm. have a question, yeah. if you don't mind. Sure. I hate to put you on the spot. Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> so what's the silver lining regarding all this? 
<laughs> well, well, this is the thing, okay? Because the, I was joking. I was oh, joking. oh, seriously? So you, you were getting ready. To, I was giving give you a ten minute answer. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I was joking. I, we can all take something to, be able to look at something. Right. Stuff. I mean, for me, it was allowing me. The silver lining for me was allowing who's important to me, what's important to me, versus the negativity that might have been holding me back. Right. If I don't get nothing else out of it, I at least got wellness because of that. That you know, certain people, like like you said, when you're pouring too much into people, where you're giving more than what that person is giving you, or they're not giving yeah. you nothing at all. They're just taking, taking, taking because right. they know you're a nurturer by heart. You know, or you could else. be one of those people that you just feel like, hey, I'm strong, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't need. And then one day you wake up and you don't have anything for yourself. You know, but the silver lining, the biggest silver lining that I talk about is we were forced to shift into a situation where we had to slow down. Um, we get a chance to go back to basics. Some of us get a chance to revamp. I mean, how many people can say they have um, extra disposable income that, you know, you're still working because you're not going out shopping every day. You're not going, you know, to the clubs, you're not going to the movies, whatever. So you have disposable income that you might actually be able to invest in a different kind of business. So, I mean, it just depends on how you want to look at it. Right. You Indeed. know what I'm saying? Indeed. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I had extra income, but anyways, <laughs> you always find other ways to use it. <laughs> can, can I interact in something that Jackie just said? And what you just said, Christopher, you said, what is a silver lining in all of this? Yes, ma'am. I'm going to say this. For for me, it has been people. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I'm a minister. Mm -hmm. And the hardest task in my life has been ministry. Because, face it, everybody ain't going to accept Jesus. Everybody ain't going to pray. And you know how sometimes you want somebody to come on your side because you know at the end of the day, when something happens to somebody, what's the first thing they say? Whether they saved or not, pray for me. And that's hurtful when you know that you're looking at yourself going through, like you said, Jack, I have I have situations in my life that was hard. Yes. And I came through it and I know if it hadn't have been for parents praying for me, people praying for me, the strong sector of people. And no, I didn't agree with everybody. Everybody didn't agree with me, you know, but I, I still maintain to, to hold on like a, a koala bear, I guess I would say, and just, you know, grip the straws. You understand what I'm saying? And, and even now, as a leader and a minister, if I say certain things out of my mouth, you know what people tell me? You're a preacher. Why are you feeling like that? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. as a minister, I don't have a lot of outlet a lot of times because I can't be transparent because they don't feel I should be. Right. Wow. So, so that's the biggest struggle I deal with daily. Mm -hmm. If I say something to you, if I come to you, Christopher, and say, you know what? I have a sexual urge. You would say, what? You know, that would be your response, you know, because you're looking Not at me. me. You know what? Oh, yeah, you're male. But <laughs> men, well, yeah, men are a little different. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm being transparent now. I'm being transparent. Look at some I'm being, I'm being transparent. But you know what I'm saying? The yeah. reaction from a lay person, I would say, because that's what right. we call people that's not in the ministry, lay people. If, if we say something out of the ordinary, uh, 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 most people would look at us like, you, what did you just say to me? 
Right, not realizing oh, that you're human just like yeah, us. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Saying? Or, or, or you're not supposed to be feeling that way because right. I'm single. Oh, you single? You never been married? Oh, you know, the Bible say you're not supposed to have a divorce. I know what the Bible say. You know, but I wasn't preaching. I mean, I was preaching when I was married, but you can't make nobody stay with you if they don't want to stay with you. Come on now, let's be real. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. when, you, when you say reality stuff to a dumb person, because I call them dumb, because when you say something reality, they looking at you like you crazy. You know, I'm not going to tell you to stay in something and you get your brains beat out, biblical or not. You know, but, but they're not looking at you being, like you say, a human being. And we got to get out of this thing as not looking at people as human and having feelings, having hurts and having pains, no matter what uh, position or what title you have. We all Indeed. hurt. We all bleed. Indeed. Indeed. You know, and we got to stop bleeding on each other. That's the main factor. Stop bleeding on each other. If you my sister and you my brother and you come to me and, and know what confidentiality is. <laughs> Know what that's all about. If if you come to me and talking to me and you want me to keep it, we need to learn that because we have hurt so many people by breaching confidentiality. Right. And and that's how we have lost people in our lives, family and whatnot. Because if you think enough of me to invite me in your house, you think enough of me to invite me in your space, I ought to think enough of you unless you're going to kill somebody, hurt me, or hurt somebody else. That's the only way I should release that. But but if I'm if you genuinely care about me, I should be able to come in your space. You should be able to come in my space. Say, hey, I just want to talk. I want to cry right. on your shoulder, right. boohoo, pass Kleenex, towels, whatever it takes. Like Miss Kim said, germaphobic time, whatever. You got Clorox, iron salt, whatever it takes. You know, this and the other, the white lady that was on. You know, it's just time for us to be real with each other, face this whole injustice situation up and stop being stupid. Just put it on the table. We need to stop, just say, look at each other's face. Why do you dislike me? What is it? And most of it is generational. I'm just going to say it. It's learned behavior. It's taught behavior. You just don't get born and, and come out hating. This right. stuff is taught right. and learned behavior. Indeed, indeed. All right. Thank you for sharing. That's very good stuff right there. Engage, and that just leads to, that's a great segue. Engage and connect wisely. You know, pay attention to your relationships. Right. We can't be healthy if our relationships aren't healthy. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, I had to learn that the hard way. But if anything, this definitely opens you up. This pandemic definitely opens you up to what's good for you and what's not good for you. And if nothing else, this needs to be a reset button where you just don't have negative stuff involved in your life because we're going through enough in the world itself that we shouldn't have to have it in our personal lives. Right. Right. Anybody has any add-ons for that? <laughs> well, I was going to say, um, kind of like what you were saying with having more time, it really gives you more time and more space to kind of assess yeah. what relationships mean when you're looking at what's going on in the world and how people relate to each other and why we, re we relate the way we do to each other it really makes me stop and say well how do i really see myself how do i see people why 
do I get involved with particular kinds of people or whatever? What is it that I'm gaining? What is it that I want to give? Um, Why do I function the way I do? And one of the things that I oftentimes tell myself, and this is what helps me deal with the negativity in people, Mm -hmm. because we all have the potential to be negative at times. Um, And so I just say to myself, when I see things, you know, people are people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say that to remind myself that we are not perfect in our ways and our thoughts and whatever. Um, We all can get better with something that we're doing. Uh, We all can, through thoughtful conversation, or at least honesty, uh, given in the most positive way that we can give, depending on the situation, um, can change things. I look at a situation I have seen people go into terrible situations and have befriended people that couldn't stand them and promote change. I'm not saying I'm one of those people that can do that, but I know that it's possible to be done. So my whole take on what's going on is not to let anger come in and kind of change the thoughtful process of trying to understand why there's so much hate. And to understand that in order for a person to hate at that level, that they must be internalizing some serious emotions about themselves or their situations. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't, you're not going to hate someone else if you just fully love and I'm very happy with who you are. Does that make sense? It does. You're not going to, you're not going to love yourself and to hate everybody else. It just, it doesn't work that way. But if you, a lot of times when we have hateful thoughts, then we kind of deflect that on other people. Or sometimes if we have pain, we cause pain in other people just so we can see the pain that we can't see in ourselves. I hope that's subconscious and not consciously, but yeah, I do. Well, in some cases, you know, I mean, if you think about it, if you think about take a person who's been victimized, and they turn around and I often wonder why in the world would you do something to someone else that was done to you and you know it didn't feel good. But maybe, you know, again, if it's not, if they don't have any physical scars and they can't see the pain, but they're carrying this pain, when they inflict that pain, it actually gives them some relief. Right. I, I think um, part of that could be, like you were saying, Jackie, um, anger, because I have some clients that I find, you know, they're so angry at either their dad or, um, like you said, been victimized to where they're angry. So they lash out at um, everybody. And um, I have one particular client, you know, he his dad was never around and he has a girlfriend and he, his mom sees him doing the same thing that his dad mm-hmm. was doing to the mom. Right. But he doesn't see it. I mean, right. It's obvious he, you know, he wouldn't dare to treat a female the way that his dad treated his mom, but he, like you said, uh, it's a learned behavior. So he's seen it, he learned it, and he hasn't seen anything different. So that's what he knows to go by. Right. And this one, it was one of the things that I noticed because I was abused by my parents. And sometimes while they were abusing me, it was like they weren't even seeing me. So I would actually wonder who was it they were hitting? Who was it that they were angry? Who was it that they were getting back at? Because it wasn't me. I was just in place at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was about seven when I realized that. So I've been working on this theory for a while, but I'm like, I've been seeing this in people where, and you know, they internalize their pain and it has to come out. So you think if you're looking at a situation that with, with the level of hate that we've 
experiencing, I'm not saying that all people feel this, but I'm just saying at the, the deepest, darkest core of the most heinous, hateful things that you have seen, what does that come out of? What could have happened to that person? That's, that's a little bit beyond learned behavior to me. What could have happened to that person? What was internalized in that situation that could cause you to spew out that much anger and hate? And I guess for me, how I deal, as I, I guess I'm showing myself, how I deal with the ugliness of humanity is I try to figure out what's the root? What's the root cause? And I can't figure out the root cause if I'm angry myself. Indeed, indeed. So engage and connect wisely. Yeah. You connect via phone or text or face-to-face if you utilize in social distancing and they're not imp- impacted by COVID-19. And Zoom, woohoo, Zoom. We Zoom all the time. <laughs> and relax, you know, be active, meditate, garden, dance, love, cook, sing. I got back into karaoke a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I just do it by myself because I can't really carry a note without auto-tunes. And it's just a good stress reliever for myself. You know, you can find playlists on YouTube for karaoke and it's very helpful, at least for people like me who can't sing but love to sing and love to dance when no one's looking. (laughs) And no, you know, understand the warning signs and see them in, you know, yourself or someone you love. Reach out or get or, you know, tell people and offer to be of help or get help. And you can also give them a copy of the Trap Handbook, which was, I'm assuming, emailed. Sabria, yeah, maybe later, today already. <laughs> it was emailed and it's also sent in the chat. So if you check the chat, you can download it right now directly. Um, I'll do the, I'll, send, I'll upload it again on the chat okay. and then also Thank email. You. Oh, I see it. Okay, got it. Good stuff. Thank you, Sabria. Mm-hmm. So know the warning signs. And then, so in that toolkit, you know, we have the trap, you know, the therapeutic recalibration action plan, which is basically, what do you do? And it has like, what do you do to be well? Like the things that you do to be well. Oh man, I messed up. Um, what kind of things do you do to be well? This thing don't work. I do bad things like eat chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing. I'm gonna do better. I told myself that the second half of 2020, which starts July 1st, a couple of days from now, I'm definitely gonna make a a three a 180 change in my life regarding being well, because I have to. You know, what I'm saying it's 2020. I remember my daughter and I was talking about it a couple of years ago because she graduated this year, and she was always like, "Oh, 2020, that's our year, Dad. Da da da. You know, all eyes on me. Perfect vision. Blase blase. And then boom, the pandemic hit, and everything got. <clears throat> thrown off her the way she went to school got thrown off the all the action plans i had in place regarding more than therapy regarding the conferences we were doing regarding the trainings we were going to have at our location regarding probably going 80 percent private practice was just like (laughs) not today satan but um i mean i'm not calling myself satan but you know (laughs) but so you just said it's good you had to so i had to reset you know what i'm saying so the things you do regarding your wellness, um, taking my medication, taking my vitamins, you know what I'm saying? Drinking plenty, enough water, you know what I'm saying? That's, ugh, that's my, ugh, I'm not really good at that yet, but that's something I'm focused, that, that's definitely 
need to do. And then, of course, in the plan is daily maintenance. What things do you have to do every day in order to be well? Knowing your triggers, knowing your warning signs, and then developing action plans to counter your triggers and warning signs. So you'll find that in your trap in the workbook that was forwarded to you and that's available in the chat. And make connections, like we said earlier, making connections, you know, um, reaching out to people, you know. Um, I reached out to people that I normally, uh, that I wasn't interacting with as much because I was so focused on the nine to five, which ain't really a nine to five when you're a therapist, I'll be honest. Um, and wasn't really reaching out, you know, people might've been reaching out to me and I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not interested in doing that. Or, mm -hmm. or uh, I would, but I got this, this, and this going on. Or telling them that I would go and just don't show up. You know what I'm saying? Just, hey, yeah, RSVP, but didn't show up. So terrible. But making connections, basically more turning to connections and less turning away connections and making sure that they're, right, they're the right connections. Um, I'm going I'm to get a little bit of self-disclosure. I found that my zodiac sign, like reading my horoscope, <laughs> so, <laughs> was helpful regarding making connections because it would say, hey, you need to do this and this and that. And it wasn't necessarily on my action plan or my agenda for the day, but it might make me think differently about Oh, I haven't talked to such and such in a long time. You should reach out to an old friend who you haven't talked to in years. Then I think about it like, oh, yeah, I should. <laughs> and so little prompts there. And then the trap house activity that's in the um, therapeutic. Um, it was just basically an activity that pertains to your wellness, to your, um, your values, to the things that's important to you, to the emotional things that you want to um, work on for yourself. And then apps you can use. There's a link, there's a page regarding um, certain apps that I faithfully use that are on both of my phones, my work phone and my personal phone. And um, and you could click on it if you have an iPhone and it'll take you to the app page. Unfortunately, I don't have an Android phone, so I wasn't able to embed an Android link. But you can simply Google those names of those apps, which has a description of each one. And um, you can get it for your Play Store or however you go about getting apps for your phone. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you can see it or not, or if you're not looking at it or whatever. Are there any apps that you use currently that are you find beneficial that I might not even thought of or others may not be aware of? Not really. One app that I didn't even put in the thing, I just thought about it. I use for my therapist and my psychiatrist. It's called Mood Tracker. And it's basically like, a way to track you can put like today I had a three and I felt that way because of this and maybe later in the day I felt like a four because I felt a little bit better and it might tell why and then if I share it they could see the trends of my mood and what might have contributed to it as they review my mood tracker so I should have put that in there <clears throat> but I didn't but now you know one of the other things that I think are really good for um, when you're tracking yourself is um, there's this thing that one of the girls I know that leads our retreats does. She does this thing where she looks at the weather and you track what the weather was and you also track your mood. Mm. And there, believe it or not, you know, this weather has been very, very weird, right? We've had some like crazy, like rain only weeks and we've had some like super sunny days and it's been like really, really weird. I mean, we had a really cold day in May. So, you mm -hmm. know, I think that the the dysfunction in the environment too 
believe it or not, even if it's simple things like weather can be impacting your emotions. I notice that dreary days, I literally feel dreary. I don't know what it is. Some people love rainy days and dreary days, but I feel crappy. Like look at the sunflowers behind me for goodness sakes. Like I like bright and sun and happiness. I got like two O-rings around me. Like I want y'all to feel the sun. Like I want to feel the sun all the time, you know? So literally I do. <laughs> one here. Two O-rings. Who does that? <laughs> it's not that I'm trying to look good. I just, I like the bright light, you know? And our room is so dim. So the point is you tracking your emotions in relation to the um the, the weather is also a really good technique to use and there's like a color box thing that she does and it's really cool so um yeah absolutely all right so any questions discussion before we close out this was really good and i think that just overall like this was great to just kind of you know believe it or not simply just talking about what's happening and where you're at and though there's not always solutions but knowing that other people are in the same pathway as you is really right. helpful um right. one of the things i found very very helpful and therapeutic in itself is teaching people about racial justice and explaining to them what the journey is and what it's like so i've been doing a lot of speaking taking on engagements as much as i can to to not only heal myself but help others be able to learn and heal through the journey as well. Indeed, indeed. All right. If no one has any other talking points, we Kim, I think Kim, did you unmute? Did you want to say something? I, I, I'm that person. I'll call you out. I can though. Um, this has been really good. I really appreciate it. I think that um, for myself, I've been trying to find outlets for. Um, to get creative. So like I did like a, a zoom art thing at home and trying to set up something for my kids to do like that, just virtually though, um, staying in the house, but definitely finding commonality in everyone. Cause that's what my therapist tells me all the time. We are all in the pandemic. You're not in the pandemic by yourself. <laughs> you're, like, you're not by yourself. Unfortunately, some people are still out and about like nothing's going on, but you're not, you know, so just know that. So that that's encouraging to hear, you know, everybody's cleaning and redecorating. I've done all of that. Um, now I've done enough in the house. I'm actually going out the house. I'm building a fence, um, getting the fence built soon. So going to do that. And my jacuzzi, I'm still, I, I mean, like if you can't vacation, I'm going to bring it to my backyard. So I'm okay. trying to figure things out. So um, I appreciate that, this whole group conversation, just knowing I'm not in that long. And even with a private message sharing, you know, about diabetes and stuff, um, that's been a struggle for me to be so young. And I've had it for 20 years. I know I look 20. I'm not. But I've had it for 20, 21 years now. So it's been an been, um, a interesting journey. All right. Thank you for sharing. <clears throat> well, I've enjoyed myself. This is my third Zoom this week, and I usually don't get up this <laughs> early because I'm I'm a Rice's white girl, and 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 uh, uh, let's make a deal. This be a bus driver, so you know I don't know Miss Getting, <laughs> but Miss Jackie, um, Miss Jackie, um, yes, ma'am. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say to you, um. Uh, I, I said something about generational curses and, and learned behavior. Yes, um, I experienced something uh, from 9 to 15, so I can relate to you about the, the 
the, the abuse parent thing. Mine was a little different. Mm -hmm. uh, and I can share this with everybody. It was a, a, a thing from nine to, I think it was nine to 15, something like that, where I seen uh, my parents as monsters. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And my parents could not come nowhere near me. I was in a corner kicking, screaming. Oh, and my dad was a pastor. I mean, I, I was, I mean, when I tell you that the face was all distorted, uh, uh, and they took me to doctor after doctor. The doctor was like, I was eating too much pork. I was doing this, I was doing, and see, people don't believe uh, spirits are real, demonic forces and all this kind of stuff. And it, it was, a, I took my parents through for those six years. I mean, but they they didn't give up on me and, and, and stuff like that. So um, when people go through things in life, a lot of things are denials. They they buried things within their cells and they never got, they didn't know who to talk to. They didn't know who, and then it wasn't acceptable. It was like whatever happened in this house stayed in this house. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I'm, old, I'm 61 years old. And, and 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 they said, you know, they squashed a lot of their pain and stuff that happened in their life. And 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 some people today still has not dealt with right. what has happened to them. My mother's 91. She's still with me. And unfortunately, she went through the civil rights um, freedom train situation. My mother won't get on a train today. And I don't know what traumatic situation happened to her on the train because I always ask my mom why you won't get on the train with me why you won't ride a train and she said I just don't I'd rather not you know and so you you, you know you just have to love them and, and pray for them and, and just you know help ask God to help them through that and hope they make peace with whatever the situation is you, you know in their life and we constantly pray for people that are abusive and just hope they don't be repeat abusers right. themselves because right. a lot of time that does happen that they become repeat abusers or offenders themselves because they never get healed or they don't know who to talk to because none of us have the, have the full answers to, to, to none of this. We're not God. We just don't have the full answers because, in fact, I'm writing a book, Pain. What do we do past the pain? Okay. You know, and a lot of times we just don't, there's no given answer to that. But I applaud everybody that I've enjoyed this. They're like, I have been third Zoom. Every Zoom that I've been on, I've gotten a lot of enlightened. I've gotten a lot of help myself mentally. Uh, um, Christopher, uh, I don't know how we're going to do this thing. Maybe we need to hit up. I can help you lose some weight, I guess. Because <laughs> I'm definitely not going to cook for you. That's not, that's, that's not happening. <laughs> But anyway, y'all, y'all be blessed. I really enjoyed. Kim, hold it on in, baby. You'll be all right. All right. Thank you, and thank you for sharing. Thank you. All right, and nobody go away yet. All right. I'm sorry for that. All right. Let me put. I put all the people that's remaining. Let me make sure. I, have, I might have to delete somebody. Let me see who was remaining. Cause I put them in my randomator. That's what I was doing on the side. It looked like I was distracted. I was putting names in the randomator little app I have on the iPhone. You should probably think about getting it if you ever do anything that's randomized. But anyways, let's go ahead and push the button. Yeah, I have to take one name out. One second. Okay. Y'all ready? 
Let's play the music as we get ready. Yeah, woohoo! Excited. This is um, this is the grand prize for today's event. You excited? Woohoo! Yeah. All right. Yo, you just sit right there. I'm I'm gonna push the button for the randomator. It's scrolling, you know, like Price is White. Yeah. All right. Who we got? Who we got? All right. Okay, that's enough. Stop. <laughs> All right, the winner is Aaron Sparico. I hope I said that right. Maybe it's Sparico. It reminds me of that movie I seen. Is um Aaron Sparico in the building? Yes, yeah, she's she's here. She's waving. She's I think her sound you can't hear her as well, but she's she's waving. Well, I need her to say something. I need to hear her. She oh her sound wasn't working when we first started. She couldn't even talk. Okay, Aaron. can can you see the chat? Can can she chat? Maybe she Aaron. can chat. What number she'll pick? Aaron, chat a number. Or you can hold up the number in the camera, I guess. Either way works. I don't see Aaron. Where's Aaron? <laughs> you have to make your, um, you have to keep, um, there, she's holding up number one. I think she's holding up one. Is that, are you saying one, Aaron? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one. Okay. You're picking number one. All right. Number one is a high performance planner. Woohoo! You won a high performance planner. Congratulations, Aaron. I think this planner. I utilize it. It really helps regarding wellness and staying on task, but also, you know, it lets you build in the things you need to do to take care of yourself outside of the business agenda, you know, a wellness agenda, and allows you to touch base with your emotional being and touch base with your being and whether or not you made your goals and how you felt about it. So this high performance planner can be mailed to your location or you can pick up at Morden Therapy located in Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. All right, Retail I'll, value $49.95. <laughs> I will connect y'all um, via email after this so that y'all can. So, Aaron, just keep an eye on your email and I will copy you and Felipe on the same email so y'all can set up pickup. Okay. Congratulations. All right. Congratulations, Aaron. You picked number one, the high performance planner. All right. <laughs> what you, you could have won was. A LinkedIn headshot photo shoot. Ooh. That was door number two. I want that one. Yeah. Or a professional web design four-page layout. Purely yes. designed, not domain and not hosting. But you won <laughs> <laughs> the high-performance plan. <laughs> this has been amazing. I, like, literally... Yes, yes. Felipe, close up whatever you want to say, because I am so excited. I want to make some big announcements, man, because we got more great stuff coming. All right, all right. So once again, my name is F. Christopher Blue, Durham, North Carolina therapist, working all the counties in the local RDU. I can be reached at blue at morethantherapy.org, 984-888-8807. You can reach me on any social medias by spelling out Mr. Blue, under, scat, under dash, underscore, net. Mr. Blue, underscore, net, all social medias. And that's all I have to say. I look forward to possibly seeing you in the near future. And Aaron, you've got a great, great prize, but you could have had a better one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Felipe, for a wonderful experience. This has been so, I think, therapeutic for all of us. I would like to thank again yes. our host, 
NAMI Derm, More Than Therapy, as well as Project Passport LLC. Look at it, he's Felipe's holding up the planner. I love it. And I would like to also thank our sponsors, the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, as well as the North Carolina Department of Health and Human Services. They are a huge key part of this event. We yes. have been doing this event every two weeks for the big retreat life. Um, self-love and the pursuit of mental wealth. That's been our yes. big, we've done different events every two weeks. We have an event coming up on the 11th. That's going to be another presentation, interactive experience on the 25th and the grand finale. I'm making it dramatic <laughs> as it is. We are going to be having around the world of mental health. It's an adventure. You are going on an adventure to explore yes. the world of mental health. And you're going to be doing over 20 interactive experiences, including Felipe and Shante. They're going to be hosting vendor tables um, virtually where they're going to take you through an interactive mental health experience. We have people doing um, song therapy type work, people doing Reiki, and people in the shaman area, and people um, that are going to be doing trivia and, and Jeopardy. It's going to be a dynamic experience and you can win prizes by the way and yes. throughout the experience it's a scavenger hunt so literally you're going to be on a scavenger hunt while you're interacting with the presenters and the best part of all we're mailing you a retreat kit so you yes. get like stuff in the mail for like free so sign up for the event i'm going to post the link one more time in the chat i'm going to um just copy and paste what i already said again and just repost it so sign up right now. It's free. The tickets are free. If you want friends to sign up, tickets are free. Um, and Felipe, like I said, will be there and Shantae. So you'll be able to get more from them. So once again, thank you all for attending and for being so open and sharing your stories. Jackie, thank you with NAMI for doing this. And more than therapy, Felipe, we're so grateful. Thank and you. Thank and you. thank you to you, Sabria. Thank you. You are just beyond awesome. <laughs> thank you all so much. <laughs> And they're going to be very thankful, Aaron, when you get this high-performance planner. I'm telling you, it saved my life for 2019, preparing me for 2020. I mean, this really, this thing is it's golden. Thank you. I, I wish I won it. Thank y'all so much again. And y'all take care. I'm going to go ahead okay. and so hop on right. off and sign up. Click the link and sign up. It's free. Yes, free. sign up, sign up. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Have a great Have weekend. A day. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye. Be well. Okay. All right, I'm going to exit out. Thank you again, Felipe. Thank you, Sabria, always. Take care. <laughs>